Welcome to episode 279 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, welcome along to episode, I don't even know what episode it is, John. 279. 279 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I'm on fire and you? Why are you on fire? Should I get yeah. the extinguisher out? Get the extinguisher. It's <laughs> on fire, stop it's it. Got, got, it's going to be a compact show today. That's right, I've got to be somewhere at nine o'clock and, and John had to be somewhere till seven. That's all right. Why, why, why was it so important that you were at the pool Lots of reasons I had to be at the pool. Was, is there pool politics? Is there? Pool politics I've got to sort out. Oh really, did, did you come in and dictated what was, are you a dictator or are you a diplomat? Most people seem to think I'm a bit of a dictator, <laughs> which is, uh, causes some issues from time to time. What does Belinda think? <laughs> she's, good with it. she's good with it. She's good with she's it. She's good. good. Okay, she does, uh, she's told. I am talking is proudly brought to you by coffeesofhawaii.com. Ah, uh, for the words, it's amazing coffee. Athlinks.com. Where you get to show how great you are with your rivals, which I see you're going to bring up today. Yep, and extreme endurance. <laughs> endurance for, for your lactic buffer for when you're sore. If you don't want soreness in your life, get endurance, John. That's what you're going to do. Right. This week's show, we've got a bit of news. We've got a hot topic of the week. We've got an age group of the week. We've got a new section we're calling it, Geek Out with Thorsten. Is that what you called it, didn't or, you? Didn't you? Did I? Okay, well, we did now. The Geek Zone or something yeah, like he, that? Yeah, well, he's the geek. Right. Yeah, he loved that too. He was pretty happy with that. Good. And uh, and so he's got his own, his own section. And I'll tell you what. You told me to do my P's, and then I thought, well, because I had technical problems this morning, and I thought I'd do my P's, and then technical problems left me time. And there's a lot of work when you do your work with P, I mean, with Thorsten. There is. Yeah, you so. should be employed by WTC. Yeah, and then questions and answers at the end. So first of all, John, we're going to go through the results of last weekend. We had a few races, and uh, referee had the Cedar Point in the Iron Distance race. And it was, uh, there's a lot of racing on at this time of the year, and without being unfair to the athletes you know all the big hitters they're at Kona and they're getting ready so it's a fantastic opportunity for the you know the second tier athletes um, third tier fourth tier athletes all to get a good get a good crack and have a a good payday and Rev3 the prize money is um, is is reasonable you know it's it's certainly on par with uh, WTC and if you do the whole series then uh, then I think it's like a hundred thousand dollars US for the whole series um, total prize pool so um Interesting racing. I, I, I predicted that Graham O'Grady um, may have a may have a great race, and he was off the front with Andrew Starkowitz. I think I got that name right. Yeah, I'll give you that one. And, the Y uh, is the Y silent. Uh, I think so. Yeah. A, and uh, they powered powered together off the bike. Graham O'Grady's a great swimmer, great half Ironman athlete. And as he did another Ironman races, it looked like he totally exploded late in the run because it sounded like oh. he was going okay. And then he re- ended up running like f- over four hours or something like that for the run and, and completely hurts. faded out. So Andrew Starkowitz, I think it is, uh, took out the race in 8.28. He either faded quite badly on the run or was easing up because uh, when I checked the splits, I think he only ran a 3.10. Um, and Chris McDonald, somewhat surprisingly, uh, got you know, beaten up pretty badly on the bike and uh, came home really strong on the run and, and, and went well under three hours uh, to sort of start closing the gap. So whether he had some technical issues, I'm not sure on the bike um, because normally... Yeah, Chris is normally one of the strongest riders in the field, isn't exactly. he? Exactly. Yeah. So Andrew was first in 8.28, uh, Chris McDonald was second in 8.33 and David Thompson was third in 8.38. And the girl side of things? Girl side of things. Um, Michaela <coughs> Homo uh, took out the race. She, she um, just... Seemed to have the race under control for most of the day, 9.19. Kate Major, her name doesn't pop up so much these days, um, in 9.29. And 
Um, no, she doesn't really. Not recently, Alan, hey. Alan, Alan at 9.45. So she used to be just the mis- misconsistency over in Kona, you know, she's consistently getting sort of thirds and stuff. Um, but maybe this year she's sort of taken the choice to go a bit more down the um, non-WTC route and, uh, yeah, second place. We also did Ironman Wisconsin happening last weekend, John, and a pretty bit, bit of domination of dojo, really. It was, because we had... Um, Roman Guillaume, who was uh, sort of the race favourite, uh, really powering it um, off the bike. Uh, swam 50 minutes, was first out of swim, rode 4.49. Slow swim times. Then he managed to swim a, a run of 4.57, which didn't allow him to take the win. So he, he's right down there in, yep. I don't know, 15th place, something like that. Um, Ezekiel Morales took the race out. Why, why the swim so slow? That's like... Like other than the Romeo, Romian, uh, I would assume it was probably a non-wetsuit swim. Wow. And that's the difference, you know, because if you look at Roman Guillaume, fifty minutes, you know, he, he's a good swimmer, normally a bit quicker than that. So non-wetsuit swim, you know, you're typically looking at adding on three to four minutes, maybe up to five. So yeah. fifty-five, about right. Um, so Ezekiel took it out. Ezekiel Morales in f- fifty-five swim, four fifty-one bike, two fifty-three um, for a pretty comfortable eight forty-five win over Stefan Schmid and Mac Brown in third and nine oh eight. The girl side of things. Uh, girls, so I think Jessica. Oops, hold on, I've gone. Jacobs, down well. Jessica, yep. Jessica Jacobs took it out in 9:41 with a 104 swim, 5:15 on the bike, 3:13 in the run. Meredith Kessler, who's apparently backing up from uh, Canada a couple of weeks ago, 53 swims. So that's pretty good. She must have been flipping just about second overall out of the water because most of the guys there are 55s to 58s to over an hour. Uh, she rode 5.15, uh, so would have had the lead off the bike comfortably, but ran 3.34. I was surprised that Heather Golnick and, and Katrin Myers were you know, so far down. Yeah, well, I'm surprised Heather Golnick was even there because she's so involved with the, the Rev 3 series yeah. um, that, that she's racing there. So, yeah, that was uh, Ironman Wisconsin. Well, Ironman Wales, John, we got an email through from somebody saying it's no surprise that this one was a bit short because apparently, from what I can tell as I'm just kind of looking at this as you've been talking away, is that there must have been a section where you could run down the beach instead of getting back in the water. Well, I, I, when I was watching the live coverage, I believe that oh, they yeah, actually see, they moved. Some photos. So people ran down the beach to get a bit of a shortcut. Well, I thought that I read that they had moved the swim. So apologies, we haven't done our P's in uh, huge detail here. But when I looked at the live coverage, they had to move the swim because it was extremely windy. Oh, okay. and then I thought I also read on the live coverage that you had a 1K run from the, the swim to the bike. So, uh, oh, really? I'm not sure. That's a long way to run, a 1K yeah. run in bare feet. Um, so you're right. Uh, I think they had real concerns before that race that the swim was going to be very, very difficult because of the, the way. Because she blowing Joe a kiss. No, she, she, well, I couldn't kiss her on the show, okay. but I blew her a kiss as she went for the day. Right. Sorry. So I just got I fell in love again, John. Um, but they... Swim, the swim. Yeah, they were worried there was going to be currents, waves, etc. In the swim, you, you kissed through me there, Bevan. Um, <laughs> it wasn't intended. But for anyway, you. It, it, the one thing with the day, from what from what I heard, it was very windy. Um, fair enough, it was sun, sunny and and not not too cool, but but windy. So 
So, so is it a hard course or is it just the, bi- the, the bike is difficult? Okay, because yeah, the times are pretty slow. You know, nine oh four for a win. The, the surface is uh, is not ideal out there. It's also got quite a few hills, so I think it's a really fair course from what from what I heard. Well, what an exciting finish we had! Nine oh four and nine nine oh four twenty for the winner and nine oh four twenty five for second place. It was a sprint, really, wasn't it? Was a sprint it? finish. It, it must have been incredibly exciting. So Aaron Farlow, who's been on fire this season, he won Ironman UK. Yep. I think he was second at the seventy uh, at the Alpe d'Huez. He also did another Iron Distance race recently, I'm sure, and also performed really, really well. So he swam 46-18. Uh, he, he was second, 46-18, rode 5-10, killed everybody on the bike, had a nice, comfortable lead coming off the bike, and then ran 2.58. Um, but Jeremy Jackowitz, uh, yeah, he's only, only 23. Could be Jerkowitz. Could be. Yeah. I, think, I think he might be right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, swam 45, rode 5.22 and came home in 2.48. So as Bevan said, five seconds separating those two. And overall, it was a very close racing because third place Bruno Klubau Klub, uh, was uh, third in 9.07, 9.14 for yeah, was, Matt was Tavarius. Uh, so I, I, I guess in, in some ways, whilst you don't have the big hitters um, here... You've still got a race, haven't you? You've got, you know, it's only... To, uh, 26 minutes covering 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 11. First 11 or so athletes, only 26 minutes. That's probably, a lo- yeah, you're probably going to enjoy it as a spectator a lot more when you're seeing that many athletes coming in than, say, having a, a Cameron Brown or, or a big hitter there that's going to that's gonna crush them by 20 minutes. Well, I suppose, I suppose yeah, you're totally right, but look at Christian Mulder, age group, we got fourth. Nice, Christian. I yeah. know oh, fifth, sorry, but still love your work. Nice. Um, girl side of things, a little bit disappointing, John. Only two girls actually pro girls finished. Well, this is what, uh, I, I did have a couple of issues when I hit the button on the, the live the, so you could the think it could be a problem. Well, no, this, this is only the pros. That when I hit fa- oh. female pros, this is what came up. So two pro females. Um, Anya Epatch took it out in 10.15. Uh, she's uh, 47 swim, 5.54 on the bike and 3.23 on the run. And Amika Scherzen was second in 11.20. Yeah. So if this is correct... Joe obviously didn't start. Yeah. There's only, there was only four pro females listed on there and only two finished. Yeah. Um, it is an easy payday. What's that noise? What is that noise, Bevan? What is that noise? Is it your phone? It is my phone. Oh, John Newsom. <laughs> it's telling me, it's saying, podcast, 7.30am. I'm here early. I'm half an hour well, early. I told you to be here earlier than that. That's why. <laughs> uh, so there's no better time. There's never been a better time for the second or third tier athletes to, to, to say, to, to make some coin. Now, Especially females. I, I can't, uh, you know, if, if they go out there if you're a professional, you're out there. You're out there to make money. Yeah. Um, and there's not a lot of money in Ironman. And you can go around a course like this and go say, thirty minutes slower than than normal, uh, and still get a great payday. And if, when you that is a big difference with Ironman racing. If you do cruise the run, take it really comfortably. Yep. It's the run where you cruise it. You can have a strong swim, strong bike, get off, cruise and, the run. And yes, it obviously takes a bit out of you, but if you keep the run really under wraps, you can race reasonably regularly, as people have shown. So I just think it's uh, it's a really good opportunity with so many races to, to make... I know the prize money at this race wasn't wasn't fantastic, but... What would have the prize money been? I, I didn't, didn't check. Yeah. I didn't check. Um, but, you know, there's just a whole host of races on at the moment where... Pros, you know, they've got an opportunity. They know the fields, especially at this time of the year, are not going to be deep. Um, so you can be fairly well assured that you're going to have a uh, have a good finish. Okay, well, the, probably the biggest event we had this weekend was the Worlds for the 70.3 Championships, and we could see old um, Corey come back and do it again and take it out. I, th- I think the, the, the 
three champs and the ITU World Long Distance champs are never going to be a real world well, champs. I suppose, I suppose one thing I wonder now is the, the changing of timing. Because, you know, like if we look at how far out for an Ironman to do a, a good 70.3 distance, you know, training day, this is pretty perfect really for Ironman. Maybe a week or two earlier would be better. But, yeah. but if they could get that timing right... You probably could attract a pretty strong field. But then you've got this issue is um, do the pros want to put their cards on the table then or not, or are they just happy training? And you don't see many of them racing around here. We saw, uh, what's his name, um, Ray Lert race last weekend in, yep. a, in a race where he was always going to crush everybody, so it yeah. was a training day. But I guess a lot of the guys, they, you know, they, they'd rather not race, and they'd ra- or they'd rather just do an easy cherry pick where they can just cruise around. They don't want good the solid f- training day, but not not a smackdown. Yeah, you don't have to don't have the travel mm. associated with it. So because I, I assume that's why WTC have moved it to here because they probably think putting it before Kona is going to attract a stronger field, and and the field wasn't bad. Like Tev Crowe there, and he dominated really by four minutes. So it's that's the thing. It's a very strong field, but. Yeah, it's still not it's, all the rock stars, is it? It's not a. It's by no means is it, a, is it like a Kona type field. So, yeah. uh, I think WTC have done. In my opinion, they've done the right thing. They've gone to a, a far better course. Um, that's that the athletes are a lot happier. And not just talking about the pro athletes here. I'm sure, I haven't seen a lot of feedback yet from the age groupers, but it's a lot fairer course. And yep. you know, it's not just going to be a massive trial. Well, fest. you know, all the photos we've had of last few years oh. in Florida have been ridiculous. You know, it's so, just basically a, a time trial. Yeah. I mean, a draft race. So I think you know. Better location. They're putting a bit more prize money into it. They uh, the timing. Yeah, you, you, it's either way. You go a little before Kona as a preparation race, or you go after Kona and people don't give a toss because it's the end of the season. Yep. So it's it's just a real difficult one. But I think they're they could probably be a couple right of weeks earlier, but couldn't they? Seven seven to eight weeks would be perfect. Yeah, if, you, if you're going to do it then, so then the guys maybe you could take but seven eight weeks. You can take a risk in training day, you know, and it's. Probably weren't going to hurt you. No, but then I guess in, in, in Vegas, it's very, very hot. Yeah, so true, yeah. You've got, you've got all these challenges. So is, is Vegas long term? Do we know that for a fact? I'm pretty sure they've signed up a multi-year agreement. Okay. Pretty sure. Okay, well, uh, Corey took it out, and then Chris Leado in at second. So Chris Leado had a, had a nice lead coming off the bike, about four minutes. Uh, so, but that wasn't four minutes. Do you know the splits? What did Corey run? Corey ran a 111 f- something or other. Really? So he smoked it. And he, that's a thing. 111. <laughs> He smoked and he kept going. You know, once you cry past Chris Liado, you know in your mind you haven't yeah. got anybody else that's going to catch you. And if you do, you sort of go, well, I've got them covered, you know, yeah. if, they kill, if they catch me. But he pushes on and so and he ends up winning by four minutes. So maybe, you know, a bit of a statement as well. Uh, shows back. I, I'd imagine a few people were having some questions over him for Kona this year. I mean, he still had a good race there last year. He was still fourth. It's not like he completely crumbled. Well, and, and let's be honest, if, if, if the bike had happened differently, he still would have been in a position mm. to win. Like, he ran a great run. He mm. got second fastest run there, so it's not that he was past it. No, so I think he's he's certainly... Uh, and this year he's been sick a lot, hasn't he? Yeah, so he hasn't had, you know, so, the best year, but... So, but could be could be good. He could be a bit fresher. Um, so, Craig Alexander first, Chris Lieto second. The guy I've never heard of before, um, Jeff Sim- Simmons, um, came home in third. Very is it, or is it Pentagon? No, that's where he's from, Penticton. Oh, okay. Uh, so, Jeff you know, Jeff Simons, awesome race. Um, very close there from second through through about fifth or so. You had uh, Michael Weiss uh, fourth, Joe Gamble's fifth, Paul Matthews sixth, Raynard Tissink seventh. So a good, really good, solid field. But again, um, it's not like it's it's Kona. I thought Luke Bell was an Australian. He is. Oh, okay, he's under his American. Maybe, maybe he's just got an American address on there. Uh, okay. Okay, then the girl side of things, we had Melissa Rollison. And that was, uh, I don't think, a huge surprise because we talked about her a little while ago. There was an article on Slow Twitch about her, and she's the Aussie former runner. Yep. And just only been doing triathlon or so for a year and just killing everybody. Really? Just killing it. What, but she's only doing 73.3 distance? Well, at this stage. Yep. Um, 
and that's you know that's the thing. She's just crushing it. I'd be very interested to see. Uh, yeah, she what he dominated six minute win mm. and a seventeen point three. And against Car- you know, it was, it was again it was a good solid field. Karen Thurig was in there. Lindsay Corbin, um, Joe Lawn, Leander Cave was in sixth. So Myrtle. it was uh, it was a good strong field. So she came home as Bevan said a six minute victory over Karen Thurig and Lindsay Corbin in third in four twenty nine. It was interesting. I was on Facebook doing something and I saw that Corey had won and I thought, wow, maybe all the, like, I hadn't seen the field you know beforehand. And it did give the race more credibility because Corey had won it. Oh, totally. In my mind, when I saw, I thought, oh, gee, maybe it was a really good field and it was a competitive race. And and you know, I saw that it wasn't quite the field that I probably thought when I saw that Corey won it. But if you can get the rock stars there, it does give the race more credibility. And yep. maybe, hopefully, some people will think, well, if Corey's done it, maybe we should do it. You know, mm-hmm. it depends. I suppose it depends on how well he goes in Kona. But mm, interesting times coming up in this weekend. We've got Challenge Henley happening, and that's the first year, second year, first year. Yeah. So they've also got a half on, and you've always got that challenge if you're with the challenge at challenge is, <laughs> uh, is when you do put on a half at the same time as a full, whether that detracts anything away from the, the full. What do you think? Um, and Monica, what do you think? I haven't actually been down to Monica since they've had the half. I'm going this year. I'm, I'm in Challenge Monica. I'm in a team, Bevan. I'm doing the run. <laughs> doing the run. Doing the run. Uh, Can your team take it out? Well, my teammate took out the uh, took out the Mega Man Triathlon in Singapore at the weekend first overall. So, oh. well, we could see. I might be the problem the with weak, those I'm team races. Is you, get, you get a guy who's a swimmer who's an Olympic swimmer. Yeah, and then you know you get one who's just meter each, and triathletes really can't compete on that no. level. Yeah. So anyway, it's uh, first year for Challenge Henley. Um, very similar-ish type feel to what we've seen in the last couple of weeks with these iron distance races. A couple of really good guys. Like we've got Stephen Bayless, Stephen Bayless, Aaron Farlow is down there. I've just seen. So be interesting to see if he backs up again. Yeah. Um, and he's obviously in great Lothar form. Lothar Leader. Lothar Leader. Oh, Lothar Leader. Do you know what big thing about Lothar Leader? No. First man to ever break eight hours in an Ironman. And that was when was that? You've asked me this question before, yeah. and I stumbled a little bit, and I think it was about 1993, somewhere wow, so around there, 92, 93. years ago. Yeah. He's still racing. Yeah. He's a pro. Yeah. He's coming. Oh, Peter Verubisic's going to be there, the big man. The glove man. The big man, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Christophe Basti. Watch out for him from France. Really? I reckon he was a name that was around back in my... Era in oh, but John, your, your era is starting to get past it, mate. Well, they you know? are. <laughs> Both our leader was around before me. Yeah, um, girls, a small girls field. Uh, Nicole Leader is down there, Vic so Grice. could be could, Vic Grice is uh, former Ironman UK winner. I seem to remember, and my page is not very well set up here. There we go. And you got some prize money talk here. Is this, is this about? Well, this, this Henley. Is, uh, this is Henley. So just sort of um, the challenge races have, have have good prize money, and again, it's it's this race in particular. Some of the other ones at the moment, you know, like. Uh, Wisconsin and maybe Kentucky. Um, the prize money there was not great. You know, it was like twenty five thousand US at, at um, Challenge this weekend. Sixty seven thousand US. Um, wow! Did you add that up? Pool. Yeah, I did. Wow, good work. Yes. Yeah, so nice. It's eight thousand euros for first place. Um, so significantly more. We looked at Chris McDonald a few weeks ago. Won four and a half thousand US. That's probably. I don't know, it's less than 4,000 euros, probably about 3,500 euros. Yep. So massive difference there. And, um, you know, there's, there's not many people there. If you pull home a fifth place or so, a couple of thousand euros. Yep, sweet as. And there's Good no price. time restrictions. So No time restrictions yeah. for challenge races. Yeah. Although they've done it with Ironman as well now, haven't they? I think so. Yeah, we should do our piece on that one. Yeah. Okay, John's I2 update. What's happening, John? Oh, it was a Kiwi, big weekend. Kiwi. It was a big weekend. Oh, John just sat down. He was in his happy place. 
I was from time to time. The, the, the problem with the ITU is it's too good. It's too good, but they've also you can't watch the, the, the live coverage on online any longer, especially if Why? you're in a country that um, has coverage. Has coverage. They block it. Uh, so do we have coverage here? We have it on TV. So you know, and it's it's great. But well, why wouldn't you watch it on TV then? Well, if it's not live, you kind of stuff like the, the guys' race was live, but the girls' race uh, they played like on Monday morning when it was on Sunday night. Uh. So it's like, uh, so that was a bit stink. But anyway, it was uh, John. You yes. need to get Hotspot Shield. Okay, it gives you a US IP address. Right. You download it, it gives you a US IP address, and yeah. it just yeah, well, it gives you IP addresses from different countries. Uh. So if you go to like you know like if you're in um, New Zealand, you want to watch Hulu, which is an American right yeah website that shows TV programs. But you can't. You, but you can't actually get Hulu in New Zealand because it's restricted. You get Hot, hot Shield, and it gives you a, an IP address from a different country. Evans tip of the week. Yeah, but if you get busted for it, <laughs> right? I don't know if it's illegal or not because it's just changing an IP address. It's actually not. It's not, it's not like downloading to your computer. No. Yeah. Okay. But I'll check it out. I will check it out. Yeah. Uh, so it was the final round, well, the, the what they call the grand finale of the. So this is double points, energy. wasn't it? This is double points. Double was there points. more money for this race? Well. I think there is, but the main thing is it's double points, okay. so that really affects your ranking, and that's where the, the really good money is in terms of your series finish. So they now call the world champion, a bit like Formula One racing, the person who accrues the, the most, most amount of points. So Andrea Hewitt won the so world. race. So do they have a world championship race? No. no oh, not at no. all now. So Andrea Hewitt was the grand final champion. So technically, in, in previous times, she, she would have been the world, world champion. champion. Oh, yeah, yeah, really? You'd be yeah. gutted then, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, she'd be, she'd, be, she'd be still pretty happy with her payday. Yeah. Um, so it was fantastic for New Zealand. Hey, uh, kiss to my daughter. Another one. Love you, babe. Yeah, she, yeah. Just, she just gives a wave yeah. back. No, no, feeling love. <laughs> so Andrea Hewitt took out the girls' race. Really gutsy performance, and it was it, great. That's a big race for her, isn't it? Oh yeah, it was massive. Like she's always up there, isn't she? But to pull that off. But the thing is, it was it was it was good watching because it was a breakaway on the bike. They had 13, 14 break on the bike, and she did exceptionally well to make the break because she missed the break yep. and uh, and she rode up to it on the first lap. Whereas girls that were came out of the swim with her dropped, missed it, and uh, missed the break. Game over. The lead group got a two minute gap and. Uh, yeah. And then you knew it was down to between uh, Andrea and uh, so there's no other good runners in there with you. Good, but not but, of that level yet. Yeah, so it was it was amazing for New Zealand because we got three girls in the breakaway, and uh, the other girls, to be fair, Kate McElroy and Debbie Tanner, usually best case sort of second pack, and yep. they came out like fourth or fifth out of the swim, and then Andrea really? was just behind. So so that was good. Um, How did the other girls go in, in the rest Kate of the McElroy race? did great. She well, she missed out on the sprint finish for uh, for third place actually, and got sixth. Oh. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that guarantees her an Olympic spot. Great. So, and, and she did a huge amount of work on the bike, so Great. she was a real strong athlete. So that was good. And uh, so Andrea Hewitt took out the girls' race. Alistair Brownlee, um, as sort of expected, crushed it on the guys' side of things. Got 50 seconds faster than OG. The Olympic Games. So he, yeah, that's one, one oh, stat they were pulling out. Oh, okay. that, that he ran 50 seconds quicker than Jan Frodeno when he won the Olympic Games gold medal. Really? 50 seconds but, is massive. In high, but... It was significantly cooler. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's so many variables out there. Yeah, yeah. so it, it was cooler, um, but he had it well under control. But the guys do look like they're getting a bit closer. You know, he he, he won, but it wasn't quite as convincing as. But his, did he slow off? Like, was he wild miles ahead? Mm, and he kind of not massively so. Okay. Um, but who knows how hard he was pushing? But his brother Jonathan, he sort of just faded just at the end and got pipped for uh, for, for for second. He ended up third. Um, but I guess for 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 whilst great racing, um, I suppose everybody's interested to know how Chris McCormick did, 
And the interesting thing here, Bevan, is uh, as normally he had a bad. We didn't have a bad swim. He he swam as a bit as he's been doing. I guess the gap is uh, is closing, so he swam eighteen fourteen, whereas the top guys were sort of coming out a minute earlier, so seventeen fourteen. So I think that gap is closing. It was a non wetsuit swim as well, which is which makes it harder for him. Uh, I didn't really see what what he was up to on the bike, um, but he didn't bridge across to the to the main group. But he ran thirty one twenty. Um, which is which is pretty solid yep. when, you, when you look at uh, the, the rest of the guys. Not going to it's sort of going to get him up towards the top twenty. But interestingly, he was first Australian. Oh, he was basically really? the only Australian, I think, almost that finished. So what happened? The other guys just blew up. Yeah, there was only it looked like there was only Brad Carterfelt and uh, Courtney Atkinson there, and I think they both DNF'd. Okay. Uh, so no other Aussies there, which is very interesting. It's a big dilemma for the Aussie selectors. Yeah. It really is because. Uh, if if I was a selector, you know, you're going right. Well, Maka, he's not going to get a medal. Let's be realistic. Yeah. If he and he's probably going to struggle in the swim, so he's probably not going to be that much value on the bike. Well, and that's the thing. He could be. He could devalue the bike for them because because they can't team ride if a guy's trying to catch up. Yeah. Well, the, he could pull, pull potentially pull people up. Whereas Courtney Atkinson and Brad Carterfelt are usually going to make the front group. Yep. He could potentially pull the really weak runners up. So that's the, probably we, counts weak, 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 weak yeah, swimmers yeah. who could be good runners. Yep. They potentially pull them up. And then you've got to look at it from a high performance perspective. Um, yes, Maka should probably be rewarded for for everything he's done in the sport. Say, so, hey, give him yep. an Olympic, give him an Olympic Games um, start, let him experience it. But if you're looking at it from a high performance perspective, you've got to go well. We've got to be looking for the next Olympics yeah, as well. The future, yeah, we're, you know, we've got to be looking for right Sexton, Sexton, or whatever his name, um, Sexton is. Uh, is sure he's, he's not going to get a medal either, but he's our next hope for the next games because these other two guys will be retiring. So I, th- I don't think it's looking that good for Mac. I think um, potentially he could be their third dragged athlete, but that doesn't mean they're going to pick him. When do they have to make a decision? Don't know. The, well, the last point scoring race is the third round of the World Champ Series next year. Oh, so there's still a bit but, of time. So that, the Aussies, will, I'm pretty sure, will, will get three athletes, but they get to pick whoever they want to go. But, yeah, but when do they? When are New Zealand announcing their Olympic team? Uh, well, the you know, like, what's the latest point? I suppose the question is. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, but but two like for the for girls. For, well, traditionally, it'll be in March for New Zealand. Okay. They'll have a race in March, and then they'll go boom. Right. That's, these are the teams. And then, then they'll decide yep. April or something like that. So it's interesting times ahead. So your prediction now, because he's kind of you know he's doing the work. He's slowly progressing in the right direction. Well, I think it's completely realistic that he might be there on paper, their third ranked athlete by the time we get to say May next year. But whether he gets picked or not. Another story. Wow. Mm. Oh, I hope he, he may get shafted again. I hope he gets there. I, like, you know, like, it'd be great to see him there. And it, it, also the PR that it brings to, mm. to triathlon in Australia, that's the thing they've got to look at as well. There's, you know, return on investment as in PR. But, but we often look at it only from the Ironman world, and it's really interesting. <laughs> like when we had Hamish Carter down here, he doesn't have a clue what happens in the Ironman world. Yeah, of course you know, not. And yeah. Bevan Doherty's much the same. He wouldn't know any of the guys. He wouldn't know anything about WTC. But I'd argue that most people don't. Sorry? I'd argue that if we didn't have our show, I'm sure that most people, even who do Ironman, probably know who won Kona last year yes. and the local race they do. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that... But I'd say... You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think... I think Ironman athletes probably know a bit more about what happens in the ITU world than ITU athletes know about the Ironman world. Oh, see, see if, I'm, if I'm traditional being the the pleb who mm. kind of wasn't as hardcore as you are about mm. the sport, 
I didn't know much about ITU when I was racing. Yeah, it's true. You know, I, I knew Hamish Carden and Bevan. If, I, if they're on the news in New Zealand, I'd know mm. about them, but it wasn't like I was following it. Mm. So maybe, I don't know, maybe we should do a discussion of the week. We could do it at some stage. Yeah. Um, the series for next year has been announced, and it, I guess uh, very similar to, to previous years. But what's interesting for me is they are going back to America this year. So the 2012 ITU World Championship Series starts in Australia, then goes to San Diego in oh, May, good. which is uh, which is going to be really interesting. Well, I then, think it's a good thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. totally. Um, yeah, Madrid, Kits. Spiel, Hamburg, Lausanne for the sprint, sprint champs, Yokohama, and then into New Zealand for the grand final in October. John Newsom's going to take out the age grouper. That's right. Yes, world champion John Newsom. Is there any chance you could do that? Uh, pretty slim. Could you get a top three? Uh, that is a that's sort of my dream case goal. Oh, okay. If I was in optimal shape, I think it's it's a possibility. If I had a fantastic day, but it'll be a, be a long shot. But that's what I'm sort of pitching for. But you're a strong swimmer and you're a good runner. Yeah, but those were the good old days, Bevan. <laughs> those were the good old days. Back in the day. Yeah. You've got a year. You'll be fine. Yeah. You're going to win it, John. Yeah. That's my prediction, John Newsom. And then you can go on athlinks.com, sponsor, and you can totally tell your rivals, I am world champion. Well, I need to do some more racing because I don't have many rivals. You're basically one rival. I mean, Glenn Russell is my other rival. Where is Glenn? I haven't heard from Glenn in a long time. I have not heard either. Uh. But, but the thing with if, if you guys uh, who race a bit more regularly, the rivals is a really cool feature in terms of checking out what what you know, checking out your competition. So especially if you know if in America, say if you do Coeur d'Alene every year or you do Placid, then you can ch- really check things out. And you can what you can also do is you can sort of select different races and then compare your rivals just within that race and yeah. stuff. So there's lots of little things you can do, and then you can have well, your like, friends. Like even if you have a, you know you do the local series and you might not know all the athletes in there, but if mm. you do local series and you can start to see like let's say you're a cyclist in Christchurch and you do the Benchmark series mm. and you start to realise who are going to be your competitors over a few races. Like if you just turn up. You know, you you can actually see the guys and you see the names and then you can start to you know, do comparisons with what they're doing and you're doing. So that's the thing. For Bevan and I, it's not a particularly useful feature because we're not racing that oh, regularly. No. But some for you guys, like Howtel, Howtel, and people like that who, who race regularly every minute of the day. It is an awesome feature. Life is a race. So all you do, you just need to make sure you signed up on Athlinks. You go into rivals, and then you can actually configure your rivals. Uh, and you can sort of have uh, different sort of head-to-head matchups, um, and as well as sort of your win-loss record against those guys. So, currently, uh, I mustn't have got all my results in here because because I've got a two-zero uh, win-loss record over Bevan at the moment. So, am I beating you twice? No, I'm beating you twice. Oh, that sucks. So, so Take me off your rivals. I, I don't claim the battles. And likewise with Glenn, I've got a I've got a two-zip. Uh, so it must have been wrote. Oh, I only beat you once, I think. Ashburton? Yeah. Yeah, half I mean. Maybe I didn't claim that one. <laughs> yeah, I think because I don't know. We only raced about three or four times. I'm in New Zealand. You blew up on the run. and yeah, I, I, I'd already blown up, but I didn't blow up quite as badly. And then I blew up, yeah. And I kind of gave up. Mm. And, and then wrote. wrote. Yeah. And yeah. then Ash Vegas. Yeah. Put Ash Vegas in there, man. We, 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 <laughs> put, it, put, it. <laughs> put it in there. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe one day. Oh, when it's I'm love. So, but it's just one of those things that if you've got a triathlon club and all your crew are in there, and you know, it's just that banter thing, isn't it? It's good mm. fun. And you can kind of play around with it and you can compare. And, and also, if you've got athletes in your area who you don't know, you can maybe even go, hey, you can be email well or something like that. And then you can also delete one. You know, if you end up having lots on there, you can sort of just. Configure your list, delete the ones that you don't want on there. So you have a lot of control and, uh, over it. There you go. So check it out on athlinks.com. Athlinks.com. A discussion of the last week last week, John, was we wanted to know what you guys think we should be doing in Kona as in our deers. And, and one deer that we could have a problem with, I have a bike. Oh, we'll get you to borrow one. Yeah, I might have to sort that out. I'm trying to sort it out. It's, it's happening, but slowly. But one deer that um, is, is 
almost guaranteed if I can get a bike is the transition deer. Well, we'll be able to borrow a bike off somebody. Okay. And uh, so the transition idea is who's quicker, shoes on the bike, just running on and jumping and getting into them, or Bevan's. So we're going to run in for what, 500 metres? I know less than that. We'll run 50 metres, jump on the bike, and uh, and then bike, I don't know, maybe have a K or something like that. Oh, really? So we've got to go for a whole K? Oh, yeah. I need some time to get my shoes in. Oh, well, well okay. Oh, wait a second, but that's no idea. Oh. Yeah, so it's a race to, the, to a 1K marker. Okay. It shouldn't make any difference. I'll, I'll probably put you, I reckon, because I'm probably better over a K than you right now. We'll, we'll, oh, you've we'll got we'll legs. See. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's challenge number one. And to be fair, it was a bit of a weak response this week in terms of you suggestions. Because my internet's gone down. Um, no, no, I haven't. But I tell you what, I came up with a go. Somebody suggested. I liked one of. The, okay, I can't remember. We, my internet's gone down right now, so I can't actually pull up um, the discussion. But I can remember one, which I which always just come back, which I really liked. Most press ups. Yes, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> We've got to have things that are a contest. That's a non-contest. No, because that's not a, that's not a non-contest. It's not how many can you do in one moment. It's over the whole time we're there. We can we can do that one on the one, but I'm gonna, I'm going to pull up the white flag now. I'll do, I'll do five on the first day. Um, somebody else, you can tell us who it was, suggested that we do a as many clothes as you can run into the energy lab. Yes, I like this. Yes, yes. it was Chris Leach. He goes five k run through the energy lab in compression gear, sweaters, tights, beanies, and the, the heat of the afternoon. Most clothes wins. I've got a variation on this. I think I, I like it. I, I quite like my idea here. Oh, you, you're upgrading it. It's, it's Chris Leach 2.0. Here we go. We do an aquathon. You get a little head start. So we start on... <laughs> close, on no, 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 listen, listen. We start on the Coffees of Hawaii boat yep. um, and we swim in. So what's that? I don't know. About two, 200 metres, yeah. meter, something like that. And then we have some sort of run. So maybe like a 200 metre swim, maybe a 2K run. Yeah. Uh, and you get a small head start for the swim. Not much. Yeah, a small probably head start. five minutes. Yeah. Uh, but here's the, here's the catch. We do the whole thing in wetsuits. Oh, and how long is the run going to be? Like 2K. Okay, let's do it. Well, it'll be something like that. Make I'll be in. Like, I'll like be in. Yeah, I'm in for an experience. We'll make it even, so it's like we'll figure out how far the swimmers, and we'll make a comparable. Because I haven't sw- swam since I've done an yeah, Ironman, John. Yeah, I know, but with a wetsuit on, you'll be fine. Yeah, I know, I'll be fine for the swim, yeah, but yeah. they've just got to make sure that it's a fair. And, and the other hat catch on is what we'll do when we come out of the swim, we'll put our bike jerseys on, so we'll be running in wetsuits with our oh, bike jerseys. Oh yeah, so that's going to be like. Although if we're going to the coffees of Hawaii, but it's not going to be the heat of the day. I've just had another idea. <laughs> yeah, I've just had another idea. It's three I don't know how far it'll be, <laughs> but we run to Lava Java and back. Oh, nice. There we go. It'd be a couple k. It'd be more than a couple k, wouldn't it? We'll, we'll, do, we'll do a test run. GPS it. GPS it. <laughs> GPS it. So that's my, my suggestion. So, we, so we've got a couple more in here. But so if anyone wants to join any of our competitions. I'll put them up on Athlinks under our calendar. I'll put some okay, if, if, if you're going to be over there and you're not racing, you're supporting someone, you want to come and join our competitions, mm-hmm. we'll do a calendar. We'll yep. do an event a day. Yep. Okay, so the first day we'll do one, we'll, we'll sort it out, but we're going to have the, the transition race. Transition race. Aquathon with wetsuits. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You're, anybody's welcome to join the Aquathon yes. challenge. That would be, be a good thing if, if we do get a few people. We could almost be starting at a tradition. Um, what's Joyce's sister's name? Katie Joyce. Katie Joyce. Yep, you're doing it. Wetsuit, please. You're in, Katie. You're and in. We'll, we'll do a handicap start. And uh, <laughs> Kate Warburg interviewing Kelly Jones without pissing her off. That's, mm, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one on there, which may be a bit of a challenge, uh, you can tell me who said it, was uh, to have a, an ice bath challenge. Yes, it's a it's blind, uh, a blind Richard challenge. Nicholas, and he said, an ice bath, turn off. It takes turns and have an independent timekeeper. The other computer is not allowed to know how long they have to beat. 
So how, how's that going to work? So you'd have a, an ice bath, yep. and uh, you wouldn't know how long I last, and I wouldn't know how long you last. Oh, so you go in the room, yeah. I've got to go out to the shop for a little bit, come back, and they said, oh, okay, John, and then I go in. Nice, so nobody knows that. That's good because it doesn't. You don't have that mind beat. Don't know how practical it's going to be over there. That's all because we yeah. were staying. Probably won't have a bath, and trying to keep ice frozen over there is somewhat of a challenge. Yes, and but second anyway. person's probably got a little bit easier because it'll be warmer. Any other challenges with? Uh, yeah, there was one. Yeah, just the one. The clothes running into Energy Lab, but I think the wetsuit idea might be yes, might be a little yes, more practical and we can get than more, that. We can get more attention from that. I like that, John. Um, no other really ones that sort of jumped out at me. I've, I'm almost wondering if we should have some sort of food challenge. Oh, okay. Um, I like a food challenge. Yeah, I reckon. Uh, they, they, I haven't got an idea yet, but there's, there's that place down there that's sort of the Forest Gumpy type place. Yes, it is Forest Gump. Yeah. Um, Bubba could, Gump. Bubba Gump. Bubba Good, Gump. Nice work. Nice work. We could have some sort of challenge related around that. Okay. I like that. Well, eat as many French fries as possible or, or pizza pieces or something Either like that. Either a speed challenge or a volume challenge. Either's going to end up ugly, John. I know. How about we yeah. <laughs> take it to the next level? You do the food challenge, but then you're going to have a run for a K afterwards. So a bit, a bit like a beer mile. Yeah, a bit like a beer mile, but a food mile. We could even take this another step further. Do a beer mile? No, we do it. Go our, on a drink, but I'll do it. We, we do our aquathon. The turnaround point is Bubba Gumps, and you've got to just have a big bowl of chips and then run back. No, we keep those events separate. Yeah, I think we have a foodathon, but there's, you've got to run for a little bit at the end of it. Yeah. So yeah. you've got to eat as much as you can. Oh, but then no, it has to be a time limit one. Mm. So you get two. There needs to be another part. Then it's because there's three points to it. So you have the food point, mm. the run point, and then another point. So we need to think of a third aspect to that. Yes. Get what I mean? So how many hot dogs can you eat in five minutes? Yeah. And you got to run a K, and you get everyone. You get five minutes. Go for the race. Mm. Second point, and then the third one. So then there's a defined winner. A drinking point. We could. We, yeah. True. We could. Uh, how, it how, how many? How many Gatorades or something you can have? Yeah. In yes. five minutes. Oh, John, we're going to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> that could be ugly. And the other one I was thinking of right here. <laughs> way, but wait, the other more. one. How much free stuff we can get from the expo. <laughs> okay, okay, I like that. But we'll, we'll be together on that way, but Yeah, we do. Yeah. But maybe we can have a, a challenge so every time we go back, we get more free stuff. Yeah. There we go. Okay, and the other challenge is to get an interview with Mark Allen <laughs> at <Right>. the expo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a shit show. Okay, uh, this week's discussion, John. Now, what was right. it? Um, so, Annette Lee uh, from Auckland. She we've got quite a few good discussions coming through, haven't yeah. we? Yeah, 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 got some great ones. Um, so, this year we've got um, Gordon McCauley, who's uh, one of New Zealand's um, best, best cyclists. He's uh, Great time trialer. Yeah, he won a Commonwealth Games medal. Um, so not sort of Tour de France standard, but um, but a good solid... Animal cyclist. Gordon McCauley is one of these kind of really out there characters. We've got lots of personality. And when you ride with him, he's yelling at him, come on, Gordon. He yells at himself. Yeah. And goes, oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. He just smacks himself in the head. Come on. <laughs> and uh, But he's, he's, he's basically... His one go, it's just all go. I remember racing yeah. against him, and he would just attack the pack. You know, we're doing Tour de Vineyards one year. And yeah. And, and he attacks the pack and they get away for a little bit a couple of guys and then the pack catch up and as soon as the pack come up attack again and he just kept attacking all day really? and eventually the pack just cracked and, yeah. and yeah, it was just aggressive riding so anyway but he's um, he's right, he's doing Ironman New Zealand this year oh really and uh, he's clearly stated and I've seen it, seen it out there is all he cares about is going and breaking the bike race course record. Okay, so which, he's, which he pretty much should do. Yeah, but he's been out there. Well, there's been some good guys. Steve Larson and that have, have done that course. So there's... Uh, and yeah, they were trying to Anderson. win. Yeah, that's, and that's a point here. He's, he's said that. He's, he's doing swim and run training, but his yeah. knees, are, you know, cyclist knees and stuff, so he's not going to run fast. Um, so Annette's question is, when experts in their field um, set out to break a record in a triathlon like an Ironman, is it relevant? Of course it counts. 
but is it relevant? You know, do we yeah. really care if somebody's going to finish in 11, 12 hours and but bike 4, four or 15 or something? I think it, Save it. Oh, save I it. I want to go there, but I'm not going to. Um, so Annette's point of view, she keeps arguing with the guy. Well, wait a second. You should save it. You can't put her point of view on there. Okay. Well, Annette, 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 you, you need to post. You, you can't tell post, me not need, to, and then. You need to post your point of view I love you, Annette, but, you know, it's, it's both for all of us, you know? There you go. Because I had a really good point to bring So this Annette. is also, you know, I suppose Lance Armstrong, he's going to go more for the win, isn't he, rather than trying to set any bike course records. So well, there you go. I'll be, uh, when experts in the field set out to break a record in a triathlon like an Ironman, is it relevant? I'm going to put some new music on. John? Yes. New music. So we've got the new podcast coming up, and if you oh, I come from those logos. <laughs> If you send it through us logo, if you send through a logo, we've got lots of great logos. Can you just re- re- email it to me? Because I think I'll search my stuff. Oh, I would have forwarded it to you, but I can't, mm. I can't find them. I, I did look. Um, but anyway, pornos. So pornos. We've using pornos music in the into interludes mm. recently. But pornos going to do the music for the show. Nice. Yes, porno. What kind of theme do you want? You're Rocky. You want? Oh, we need sort of maybe. A bit of like an Olympic-y t- type thing, oh, you know, sort nice, of champion, oh, okay. champion sort of thing, medal ceremony type thing. Yep, yep, there's what you need to do, porno. Yeah. Okay, well, let's put on some of porno's music. Scripper of the week. There's a Latino from Porno. Nice. Latino from Porno. We had a good weekend last weekend. I'll tell you a bit later on. But anyway, age group of the week was sent through from Tin Strutzel. Strutzel? I reckon Stutzer. Stutzer? Okay, I'll give you that because I'm pretty hopeless. German names. listeners. I'm liking we've got German listeners. Yeah, especially because they don't understand us. Yes. Yeah, I wonder if they can. Obviously they can. I'm one of those long-time listeners. I really missed an episode since early 2008. Back then, I was made aware of your podcast by my friend Daniel, the German Gazette, how do you say his last name? Kasek? Kasek, I think. Yeah. Made our friend, world-class age grouper and cancer survivor, Alexander. Here we go, John. Your turn. Nicolopoulos. Yeah, I reckon you're pretty good there. Your age group of the week. Must have been uh, been back in the double-digit editions of I Am Talk. Since then, I Am Talk has come a long way in many of my long runs in these past three years. Now the time has come to nominate Alex's wife, uh, Julia, for the title of age group of the week. But let me explain. Julia is one... Of, is one Tough girl, I think he's trying to say there. After a quite a bad experience at Ironman Germany last year, she blew up early on the bike. She had to blast out Lime, um, Frankfurt's Spark. How do you say that? Sparkies. Sparkies Ironman European Championships. She wanted to qualify for Kona again, and just like her last successful qualifier, she won an age group in Ironman UK in 2009. It was. Uh, it was her weather It was her weather Cold and rainy all day long Julia has had a subpar swim For her standards of 113 But blasted through the bike course With the bike best Of all the amateurs of 515 Wow that's smoking isn't it is Yeah that's awesome This had her uh, in reach And T2 of first place In an age group of 35 to 39 From there she did not look back She held off all the competition And blasted a 331 marathon To win her age group in 10.05 So 25 minutes in front of second place Smoking it She's now off to Kona for a second time And she'll be in the start line With her husband Who also made the podium For his age group on the Sunday, he finished third. We had a little bit of technical problem there, and John was just helping me out. He finished third in the 39 to 35 to 39 age group. So it's going to be at least three of our tiny tri club. I myself qualified for Kona in Ironman Florida last year already. We are going to have a blast and hope to see you guys at the Coffees of Hawaii boat. So long, and thanks for all the hours. I've been laughing my butt off and listening to your guys. Cheers from Germany, Tim 
Stutzer. Stutzer. So that's a pretty awesome effort, eh? 5.15? 5.15 on the On a bike. wet and windy day. Solid. 10.05. That is easily sort of pro standard yeah. these days, you know. Yeah. Um, like we'll look at the low race last weekend. Yeah. So very, you wish you won it in 10.5. So a bit of an iron couple there. An pretty iron solid. couple. I wonder if they train together. You guys could give us some tips on couples training together. So if anybody who has... Do you think it's a healthy thing? If, you, if, you, if you're a similar ability to your partner, mm. do you think it's a healthy thing to train together? Just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it's a dangerous... Oh. I don't think you can become competitive. I think it's dangerous when you're competitive, you know, like... Yeah, I just think it's dangerous full stop. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one person's going to be working too hard, one person's going to be working too easy. So for some sessions, fine, but... But what if they're similar? Well, let, we're going to talk a bit about this when, uh, further down the track oh, in this, in this okay. episode. Not necessarily partners, we're talking about training partners. Okay. So um, that was an awesome performance, uh, and it's good to see a couple going over to... Well, we're going to meet them. Julia? You make sure if you're age group of the week, we need to have photos with our age group as well. You, you know, what I love when we went to Kona last year. And we're going to experience this again. As people, people are really you, you should be proud when you're age group of the week, and if people yeah. are, and they come up to us and they go, "I was age group of the week on the show." And we're episode, like, yes, episode two one four. Yeah, and we're like, yeah, you rock. Yeah. Okay, John, uh, who is it, Julia? Julia, I assume we haven't actually got your second name down here, but considering you're married to Alexander, we assume it's Julia Nikolopoulos. Yes, you are uh, age, age group, group of the, of the week. week. Okay, John, second sponsor of the show. We're talking about. Our favourite coffee in the world, coffees of Hawaii. Now, one other thing that I was going to be post on here, well, not post on here, but discuss at the weekend, they had the Big Kahuna Triathlon, which is, I think is a half distance race. Um, the Big got, Kahuna, what a great I name. Haven't, I haven't seen the official results, but emailed through to me from Zach from uh, Epic Camp said that Gordo was first. Oh, the Curly, Curly Freight Train was second. Oh, was it just Epic Camp too now? And Zach was third, and then the Albinator was fourth. Oh, was he close? Don't know. Would you expect Albinator to be higher? I'd expect Zach to beat uh, Petro. Uh, no, it's Petro. Petro. Curly Frack Train. train. He must have smacked the swim bike. Yeah. Um, so good results there. But How are the boys going to be in Kona? Look forward uh, to catch up with the boys. I don't know. don't know. Albert will be there. He's, he races oh, every year. Exactly. But Coffees of Hawaii, um, one thing, if you My want to keep, really slow today. keep update with uh, with what Coffees of Hawaii are doing, two ways you can do that. And, and the best way best way to really support them is, is to be giving them the old like on, on yes. Facebook. And, uh, well, the thing about doing the like, John, is if, if you do like with companies, some companies just promote, but they, they also will do deals. And exactly. That's where, you know. If in, you, if you know. In extreme endurance is the same. They often have, have special deals and stuff. Yes. So give them the old like. And what would be really useful is if you've if you've been a coffee aficionado and you've got some yourself and you've got some funky photos and stuff post them up on their page as well give, uh, them, a little, give them a little bit find of us on Facebook I'm clicking on it and uh, I like them do you like them on Facebook I would assume I must do yes well 3,000 people like them John and you should be one of them yes let's get them up to 5,000 154 of my friends like them Right. Yes. Nice. So that's, uh, they like um, Frank Rosencranks. Nice. And uh, Ian Hoosley mm-hmm. and Derek Evans and Brandon Del Campo. Uh, um, Elaine Ella. What's his name? Johansson. Yeah. yeah he's a my friend, friend of yours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good mates. That's a great thing about you. You're best mates with them, aren't Mate, you? We, we hear all the time. Tritopia. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm just going to name the people who like coffee stuff. Why? Give them some love. Nice. I'm just pull, you keep talking because I'm pulling up my internet's really slow. Okay. Um, at least you can connect to it. So get on the Coffees of Y. If you want to get your special deals from Coffees of Y, just go to imtalk.me, click on the logo, click Coffees of Y logo, and that gives you all the discount codes and you get yourself some special Aaron, deals. I mean, Amy, Laurelette. How do you say her name? The girl from Environment? Uh, Why am I so bad at names? 
Loterette. Loterette, yep, yep. She's our vine man, Andrew Black from Christchurch. Nice. Yeah, Andrew Charles. This is good old Charlesy. Nice. It's like a reunion. You go to the Coffees of Hawaii, you just get Andrew Farrow. Nice. Ah, oh, John, there's just names you know. Ben Lowe, running man, Seashore. Nice. Ben Moore. He went to, he went to Christchurch Boys High School. He was swimming behind me in the pool this morning. See, there you go. Behind you, he's dominating him. Yep. Yes. No. They go way down. I've got uh, Anyway, Cole, enough of your Cole friends, Coleman. Bevan. Enough of your friends. No, no, these are not my friends. These are Coffees of Hawaii's friends. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Who like coffees? These are nice. my friends that like Coffees of Hawaii. Oh, well, let's get that list up to... We want to get it up to 5,000. It's currently at 3,000. So a couple of thousand more of you out there, get on it, likecoffeesofhawaii.com. Sarah Hawkins. Right. It's, it's wife. Nice. And let's see, she's got... Well, you have a stand at the IM Expo. Love the swimsuit. Um, so you're out of stock. So we, they're going to be in the Middle East. They're looking forward to swimming to the boat. They're going to Kona, John. Yeah. This is our world. That's right. You guys rock. There you go. Get coffees. Of, yeah, of like coffeesofhawaii.com. Good work. Okay, John. Uh, we're going to. Okay, do you want music? Uh, check a little bit then. Okay. Well, I'm not going to use porno music because I think we're going to use sophisticated music. Not the okay. porno is not sophisticated. No, no. But I don't think he's done any sophisticated music. Let me have a look. Jazzy, he's got jazzy. He's got Latino. He's got cheese. He's got groove. No, there's no sophisticated. There's another one you can do, John. I mean, porno, sophisticated. sophisticated. Here we go. Uh, Geek Out yep. Corner. With Torsten. Let's, we need, uh, let's do a different one. Okay. Geek Out Corner. There you go. <laughs> that was there good. You, go. you just know that, John. Nice. <laughs> You're a legend. Torsten is a man. Uh, stats are fantastic because you can you can you can crumble anybody's argument. John, when, John, when John honestly stats. goes to me do your peas and, and Torsten, I don't know where you get time to do this work. That's why I told you to do peas because I thought he's done I started so doing so much work. I started doing them. I was going, this is taking me a while. But he's come up with a couple. With first stat. Hey, we, but wait a second. He's got coffees of Hawaii on his website as well, well. And he's also said he said Albert's coffees of Hawaii arrived, so I can now work on my predictions properly caffeinated. Good work. So we discussed a few weeks ago when <laughs> Nina Craft. One yes, Iron Man Kentucky. So you you were saying, hey, I wonder who the oldest person to win an Iron Man is. Would she be the oldest? And apparently she's not. And some people apparently this discussion. I've got too many pages. I've literally got five pages. Which one am I looking at right now? Uh, we're not looking. I'm still looking oh, at the show okay, notes. Okay. The oldest Iron Man winner is legend Fernanda Keller, born on October fourth, nineteen sixty three, who won Iron Man Brazil in two thousand and eight at the age of forty four years, seven months, and twenty one days. Wow. She seems to quite. She seems to age quite well. So I hope she isn't offended by this record. What's what? What do you reckon is the best old performance? Like surely Dave's got second. Oh yeah, 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 that's, definitely. That's because he was forty two, wasn't he? Yeah, it was around about. And, that. and, and without being unfair, females, guys. Females seem to age better mm-hmm. in, in the sport. They seem to be able to hold their speed longer. At the same time, like what was Maka last year when he won 38? Uh, yeah, but that's, that's four years. Four uh, years from yeah, now, you yeah, think you could yeah. pull off a second? Yeah, it's a good point. Good point. Fair yeah. point, weird. Do I get one there? Get a little tip there. Whoa. <laughs> I'm going to write so, this down in the history books. T- Torsten Sanaho, the first one we're going to look at is comparing Kona Pro rankings. So uh, we have discussed this one a little bit in detail, and it has changed a little bit. Um, but athletes who not qualified because they haven't raced enough. Um, you had Chris McCormick because he didn't do. Uh, oh, he's not trying to. Not, not trying to. Sebastian Kilner, he decided to go for sort of the the, the challenge route. Michael Raylert, who's you know the, the case was challenge is now off, isn't it? Oh, true. Yeah, because it was going to be the million dollar on the line if they went one two. And Jeez, the, they got a lot of PR out of that, didn't mm. they? That was a good PR stunt. But at the same time, case Swiss uh, 
sponsor. Oh, they're the great for the sport, so but still, it was a good little PR stunt. Eh? We were it, all talking about it. It was. So that, that was a shame, and that was through through injury. Uh, Sandra Wallenhorst um, hasn't had a result since Simon Germany 2010. Sam McGlone, in the past, um, she would have easily qualified off, off the back of 70.3 results, sometimes got tip, top 10s. Gina Crawford and Andreas Rayler hadn't qualified when Torsten wrote this. Um, Is Gina qualified? Well, she's got a baby now. She's not really very good. Mm, life changes. Yes. Um, and but then we'll go on to the next one. The, the what's co- the next one? Give me the title. The the Kona Pro Rankings. Some more analysis. Okay. Yep. Got that. Switching it to the two year qualifying oh. cycle. So I sort of put that out there. I love that you have so much influence in the sport. And he says you must love it. You're in the name. This was a question, um, John Newsom from the f- fabulous I Am Talk podcast. Do I get a mention here anywhere? Bevan. Bevan. No, and it was no, sort of the idea is, no. is a bit like with, with tennis and with, with I think tennis does it. I know golf, golf does. Uh, is golf two years? Two years. Okay. Yeah. To the well, day. Well, something like that. Yep. It's, it's around about two years. Yep. So you can effectively be playing bugger all or playing It's kind of like Tiger Woods just when, after he got caught with the six scandal, he was still number one for a long time. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, and then slowly over time it disappeared. And um, now he's like 50. And what he sort of said is uh, he, he sort of had it running from Ironman Wisconsin 2009 instead of 2010 as it was um, for the one year cycle and the last races would be Ironman Canada and Louisville 2011 the same as now uh, you have to race uh, this was his sort of caveat you have to race at least one additional Ironman to Hawaii to be eligible um, while these are pretty obvious and not an area for discussion the following two may be a bit controversial um, only Ironman Hawaii 2010 counts towards your qualifying and the total number of results counting towards your KPR remains at 5 give us a wrap up there John okay. you lost me um, with, the way, with that out of the way let's have a look at some athletes that wouldn't have qualified under Torsten's KPR two year rules okay. Michael Lovato Mike uh, Schilfany James Kanana Dirk Bockel Paul Laney Joe Gamels Michael Golner Female, um, Sam Warner, she qualified, uh, Miranda Aldrich, Jackie Arnett, Jackie Gordon. So not really names that... Well, I think the thing is, is you look at Sam Warner, she's only been around for a year, and that's where there could be a downfall in that kind of system, eh? Um, And some of the athletes that would have um, got in there, Scott Nietzsche, Christian Brader, Uwe Wildham, Stephen Bayliss, um, Paul Ambrose, Meredith Kessler, um, Hilary Biscay. So... It hasn't. If you, if you did two years, it hasn't really changed it's pretty much. Same thing, really, it's pretty it? much yeah. the same thing. Give or take a couple. Yeah. So if we, if we move on to the next one, which I found quite interesting, a question, question from Chrissy. Chrissy Wellington did a post on. Yeah, this is good. Her one. Blog. Did, yeah, I did read this one. This is the only one I to get around to reading. And she's sort of saying, "Hey, she did a great post actually about." It's, um, it's quite long. I didn't read it. Oh, I, I, I kind of skimmed read it, but so it was I. it was basically her thoughts on what's happening with the KPR system, and 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 yeah. We'll put a link to it in the show notes because it's actually pretty good and you can go read it. But on the whole, she was saying a good step in, a, right in, direction, in, in, in the right direction the needs to be tweaking things. For example, if you know if you win an Ironman race, um, maybe you should qualify. But one, one comment that she did, did make um, was... Do women have to race more for a Kona slot when she looks at the well, results? Well, she thought, she thought, she, so it's got here. It seems that because this is Chrissy, quote Chrissy, Chrissy, uh, because the women are competing for 30 total slots, they have to race more than the men who are competing for 50. Those at the cusp of the men's cutoff have done far less Ironman racing than their women counterparts. In short, some data suggests that the women are racing more to accure sufficient points for Kona to get to Kona. And Torsten's basically run the stats and said, no, 
it's basically it does it, it does it's not sig- uh, statistically significant. So he's he's really saying that yes, a lot of the women have raced more, but it doesn't really make any difference. Yeah. If they raced a little bit less, they still would have got in. So that was really interesting that the girls are chase. Well, who, who knows if they're chasing more points or they're just prefer to race more regularly, but they are racing more regularly, and yep. you, can, you can you can see that. But they don't necessarily need. Why to do be. girls race more? If, if you know, like I, I, I haven't sat down and done the data. Maybe Thorsten could do that, but I haven't sat down and, and figured out you know how many girls do how many races a year in comparison to, to the average male athlete. But it seems that the female athlete races more than the male overall. Yeah, I don't so, have an answer. So to it. Why is that? Don't know, maybe they feel they can back up more. Maybe they, they don't. Uh, maybe the so much. body doesn't break down as much. It just I don't, don't know. Let's ask them. Let's ask when we, when we get. Is it some. easier to be a female than a male? Bevan, why don't you answer that one? <laughs> well, I would say... <laughs> to make money, I think, maybe. Thorsten, there's a question for you. Statistically, yeah, that's, I bet yeah. you it is, because the fields are a lot smaller. They're, they're not as... Prize money is the same. Prize money is the same. Um, if, the, if you don't have the cut-off percentage, um, it's a lot harder to obviously win races when you've got Chrissy in the equation, but uh, Thorsten... Well, Chrissy only races two or three races a year. There's a, there's a research... Um, well, yeah, like not as in being sexist or anything, but uh, is it easier for it to be a female... I am an athlete because I think on the outside most of us would probably say yes. Mm. You know what I mean, and, and and not you know not you're purely just because there's less people competing in that that race, mm. and generally you know like last weekend and was it um was it Wisconsin? No, yes. no, the one in Wales. We yes. had t- four females. Yeah. And only two raced. Yes. So you kind of think, well... So let's see some prize money analysis, Torsten. Yeah, there you go. There's, there there's you next go. week's homework. And the one other topic that Torsten have that had here was uh, the top... Wait a second, I just, I just going to put a caveat in there. It's not that I don't think females are as hard as men. Mm-hmm. It's more just to make money. We just want a statistical answer. Yeah, yeah. Like to make money, to make a living is it easier in... And then the last one that Torsten did was the Kona top threes who didn't qualify at an Ironman outside of Hawaii. So what he's sort of saying here is under the past rules, if you finished uh, a top ten in Kona, you basically didn't have to qualify the following year. Because now you've got to do a... Ironman race and you've also got to ensure you've got enough points but if you get in the top 10 in Kona and you do an Ironman race and you do well you're probably going to have enough points um, yeah really yeah you're just going to kind of turn up to win don't you so winners who would not have qualified under the current system are McKaylee Jones in 2006 Chris McCormick in 2007 Craig Alexander in 08 and 09 and Marinda Carthy is this a bit of a null and void kind of thing but because at the same time they would have known to go somewhere else. Exactly, but it's just interesting to, to, to okay. see that, uh, that these guys um, wouldn't have qualified under the, the current rules. Sam McGlone, in second place is Sam McGlone, Yvonne Van Vlerken, Marinda Carfrey, Kate Major, Virginia, Virginia Brissetagi and Julie Dibbins, uh, all third places, and they would have got their slots off the back of top 10 performances or qualifying at a 70.3 race. So there's a bunch of stuff here. If you want to go and check it all out, um, you go to uh, tryrating.smart.com smartersoftware.de and uh, it's basically a blog site so it's got all the, the different listings uh, down the side of the page and the guy puts a lot of there. work into it and it is it's really interesting stuff and, it, and the good thing about what he does is it is really based on facts isn't it he does the, the statistics behind it and then he would give some you know overview of what he's come up and, with and jo- jokes aside that would it would be great for WTC to take something like this on board Torsten could come up with a system that is really really fair based on statistics yeah, and yeah. then you can shoot any argument down once you've got 
got these stats, you can just shoot any argument down. Because I would imagine because I think you know like the Chrissy point. I think you would read that. Oh yeah, for sure, the girls got hard. Hmm. And then you know, Thorson isn't being a smartass. He's just saying, well, actually, the facts are saying, yeah, yeah. Because when they came out with the system, I'm sure it was a bunch of guys going down. Right, how many points do we give to this race? Yeah, blah, blah, and it was just sort of. Guesswork. It was calculated yeah, um, totally. guesswork, but uh, well, it's a work in progress, isn't it? It is, but they're heading in the right direction. But it's really interesting to see the, what the stats actually tell us. And nice work, Torsten. Um, and, he, and one thing he does is he always has predictions for races and stuff like that as well. So, uh, you got Ironman Canada. He predicted Jordan Rapp would take it out when eight twenty six. What did Jordan do? I think it was eight thirty one. I think. Okay. And then Torsten Abel and Bert Jammer was his predictions. Nice. So, yes. Anyway, um, so check it out. Go to, um, I'll put a link to that on www.imtalk.me if you want to check out Torsten's website. Um, questions and answers? Sponsor. Oh, sponsor. Let me pull up here, John. We're going to be talking Extreme about Extreme Endurance. John, uh, to listen to his own advice. What's this about, mate? Well, you see, I don't. Last week I was on the show. <laughs> So, do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. Well, I, I normally do as I say, but uh, I was complaining last week that I had a, I'd got sore legs. I'd gone out and done. I've gone back and just started running, and I got sore legs. And then uh, the next day, lo and behold, I still wasn't back on the extreme endurance, and went out and did a ninety-minute run. And ninety minutes. You just got back into it. You went and did got, a ninety-minute run. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty durable, Bevan. Yeah, that's where injuries happen. Uh, Conditioning, John. No, no, no. It's, uh, it's not Would you tell I, you're an athlete to do a forty and then a ninety? Yeah, exactly. It's just <laughs> getting hard enough. Um, but I did have significantly sore legs, and now that I'm, I'm a week further down into it, uh, extreme endurance is starting to kick in. Um, my legs are significantly less sore, so I'm uh, I'm happy about that. So how much are you running? Oh, not very much. Yeah, just couple, a couple of times a week, couple of little transitions. What you're forty and a ninety a transition more, of ninety, more or less. I think I do. A, yeah, I do. A, yeah, basically, a ninety minute run, and then the rest of my running is just short runs off the bikes. Uh, got to okay. got to balance it all out. I'm hitting my training. So so well. wait. So last week you did your forty, you did your ninety, you felt like crap. You've been taking endurance, extreme endurance, and you've been for a long run since. And uh, I've had a couple of. Yeah, I did actually. I did a decent run on Sunday and significantly less. Do you sore. run Sundays? Uh, it's, it's Sunday's my optional day. Sort of uh, do what I can. Do you want to go early? I can often run early on a Sunday. Yeah, around about yeah. nine ish, something like that. Yeah. 9.30. Oh, no, it needs to be early. Okay. I work at 10. That can't happen. Um, So if you want to reduce that muscular fatigue, get onto the extreme endurance. And they also said they were at uh, Interbike or Eurobike uh, recently, and they said they were really happy to see all the I'm Talk listeners coming up and saying they love it. And uh, you've got to keep an eye out for their new drink that's going to be coming out soon. I think it's coming out in in some stage in October. One other thing to keep a look out for the guys. It's amazing how much feedback we get from people, you know, we believe that this stuff works, but it's you know the, the the proof is in the pudding, really. And the thing is, is that we get so many emails from the listeners saying, "Oh, well, we, I gave it a try, and shit, this stuff works." You know, mm-hmm. like it's amazing how many how much wicked feedback we get about these guys. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to send me some stuff over to Kona, just some little sample packs. So if you're in Kona, um, we'll let you know about that closer time. Maybe if you do one of our races. There you go, you guarantee yes, some. Yes, yes. So it's supposed to be turning up over there. Um, you never know over Kona, some funny things happen over there. But, uh, Do you think you're going to cramp in, this, in the wet sweet run? Sorry? Do you oh, think no, it's not cramp? short enough to get cramp, no. Uh, okay. It's just a case of, uh, of uh, not overheating too much, <laughs> which is, yeah. It's going to be interesting. So if you want to get yourself some Extreme Endurance, uh, go through our um, site and click on the Extreme Endurance logo. Remember the codes I am talk gives you twenty percent discount, and there is a discount code we discussed a couple of weeks ago about deliveries. automatic deliveries. Uh, so just go back and listen to those shows. I think it was I am. Go just go back and listen to the shows because we don't know. Well, it, it <laughs> no, should have just listened. go back and listen. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was I am AD. Yes, talk something like that. Yeah, I don't know. 
Anyway, listen to the shows. Write it down. Maybe it was RD as in recurring deliveries. No. It was AD. It was in there somewhere. <laughs> just, just go back and listen. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, no, right, carry, carry on. Questions and answers. answers. We're going to have to shorten these up, John, because I'm okay. going to have to get going soon. But um, Adrian Simpson, he's got heart problems. Um, hi, guys. I'd love to get your thoughts on recent news of pro triathletes having heart problems and possible linkages with the pressure that these athletes put themselves in on on themselves. I enjoy doing triathlon purely as fitness and a bit of competition. However, in the pro world, I guess it is a bit of different as there is a lot more racing e e.g. for glory and money. Over the past year, I've been reading um, of different pros having heart problems. For example, Sadler, Warner, Crawford, um, which is hers was a heart, genetic heart abnormality, Nicky Samuels, Steve Larson and Simbali. Uh, now maybe these issues are genetic and something of an operation can fix but I would like to hear your thoughts on the pressure the pros bodies go through is the mind stronger than the body we can also forget that the age grouper has a heart attack during a swarm which uh, was the worst nightmare for an organiser this happens every year so just our thoughts um, well, I just took uh, the, the code there is ADIM talk. Nice, nice okay. work, John. Don't go back and listen to old shows unless you want to hear us. Yes. Um, but I was talking to ca- a cardiologist who was on Epic Camp about this, all these hard things. He goes, ah, he goes, ah, it's nothing. Just need, to, just need to crack on with things and harden up, basically. Oh, really? So he said a lot of them are, are, are not are potentially blown out of proportion yeah, a little it's, bit. It's he did because, say yeah, that... Because if you look at how many names... You well, know. another one I just heard uh, was... I thought I heard Nikki Samuels, which is one of our ITU athletes, apparently had something going on, but she's back racing. So he said in most circumstances... Not not to stress about it, he said, but a few of them. He said, like, well, if you think of the proportion of pro athletes out there, and you think of how many names that just came up, and you think of their age, you know, like it's not the typical age. You know, these people are late, tw- you know, twenties to mid thirties. Mm. It is, you know, you can look at it and see why he thinks this. Oh, totally, I agree. Um, but maybe it's one of those things that's it's always been happening. It hasn't been reported in the past so much. You know, yeah. people maybe just retired and just. Given away, but it seems to. It's, it's, it's and maybe the heart attack of the swimmer is the person who maybe isn't conditioned yeah. enough or something like that. And that's just, or that's just statistically, of being statistically a, a statistical. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. But anyway, um, he, he, no. he was saying in most circumstances, it's nothing to just stress about whatsoever. And by exercising, I think you're doing yourself a lot more favours than by not yeah, exercising yeah. to extremely. But I think the question he's asking is when you do go, the, you know, you look at what um, class went through, mm. you know, class was an extreme exerciser and he got shingles and chronic fatigue, didn't he? Mm. And, you know, I mean, he pushed the limits of training, didn't he? I think. No need to stress. Okay. That's my advice. Okay, then Emma Day is Let's, just running. We'll just, do one, we'll just do one more, shall we? We'll do Emma Day today. Yep. Um, she's just been loving the show and we love that you love the show, Emma Day. Um, thanks for our awesomeness, John. Thank you. It's That's awesomeness. Um, I do a lot of running and bike training with my dad, who's 54. I'm 24, and I'm about half a foot tall, uh, and half a foot taller than me, and he's generally bigger. Whilst I know I must hold him back sometimes, and that he's, uh, he'd never tell his daughter that, I'm increasingly finding running with him harder and harder. So this is basically the one about uh, training partners. So she's trained a bit with her dad and saying, well, you know, maybe we're not the best matched um, athletes. So I think that's... It's, Training partners are the are fantastic, um, but they can be a good thing and a bad thing. And I think the first thing you've got to decide is, do you like 
training with others. Does, is the social side of things important to you? And it is for a lot of people. It's incredibly yeah, important. Totally. For me, it doesn't really bother me too much at all. You know, I'm, I'm happy enough going out training by myself. Sometimes don't but, mind company. Well, I think the thing is with our sport is it does create that lonely person. You know mm. what I mean? It can mm. it can have that because there is so much individual time out by itself. And so it is good to have a social aspect to your training. And you, you just got to you got to weigh that up. It's uh, you know if you get your perfect optimal training plan and it's textbook and it's perfect for you. Um, as we've even said, it's that motivational aspect that comes from training with others and the social aspect. You've got to weigh that up. And if you choose to go out and train with others especially on a regular basis you've got to appreciate that you're just probably not you're probably just going slightly off the the perfect plan yeah but you're not going to be worrying about your power meter and stuff like that so much but it may have more advantages that makes makes it well worthwhile yeah. so you got to weigh it up i think a couple of tips that i've got is um obviously uh, try to be of fairly similar ability um but the caveat to that is if, you, is if you're doing track workouts or, or reps or swimming or anything like that that's a time when ability really doesn't matter too much and that's when you can get a nice little group thing going and you just do the, the reps at your at your pace um so then you've got a bunch of people doesn't matter if you're similar or different ability and you can get a really good session done and it's a, in, in a good environment um i think the key thing with uh, if you're going to have a regular training partner is to have sort of a fairly basic week schedule that you that you sort of agree on so you say right on Tuesdays we're going to be doing some sort of harder bike ride whether it be intervals hill reps tempo riding whatever and Thursday is going to be more of a steady session and Saturday is going to be x y and z so then you sort of lay the the, the platform there so you're not going to be going Tuesday easy Thursday hard you just got to, so you can get a bit of consistency in there and you're both sort of on the on the same same sort of schedule um, if you for biking in particular I know um, Emma is sort of asking about running there but if biking if you're biking with somebody and there is a difference in your ability you, there's, there's no need to yeah. share the load you sort of sit in and that's when you're sort of in that if you're an iron couple relationship I'd, I'd imagine that's a lot of what they do for say someone like Chris and Marilyn McDonald yeah. she'll probably just sit on her wheel quite a lot and she's and then the, then the effort is probably Kind of relevant for both of them. Relevant yeah. for both of them. So don't be afraid to sit in with that. Um, and then it comes down to using your tools, and um, like a heart rate monitor, power meter, speed, and making sure that you're not smoking yourself too much. Um, it's fine, absolutely fine. You know, if you're supposed to go out for a, a steady ride and you're supposed to be at heart rate 140 or whatever, yeah. and one week you go out there and your heart rate's 155 you, or yeah. something like that, it's not going to kill you. The biggest, the, the biggest way to get yourself smoked is to do that on a consistent basis. So if you're consistently training um, a little bit harder than what you're supposed to be, um, it's a really quick way to get yourself overtrained and, and injured. Especially if you do if you've got a training group and you're doing it say five, six times a week where you're going just that little bit too hard, you're not going to be tapping into the right energy system to start with to make you efficient for your chosen race distance and you're also just going to be constantly smoking yourself when you just end up sick and injured so, sooner or later you might be able to handle it for quite a while but uh, there's got to be a bit of give and take so that's where your little tools can come into to play and if you can't get into the right zones on a consistent basis you say right well, I'm going to train with this group on Tuesdays Thursdays I've just got to do my own thing and then maybe go to Saturdays as well something like that I think one thing you've got to do as well is in your situation Emma when it comes to your, your father is that you've actually got to communicate pretty clearly with him and like I know when like you know, the problem when you're a fit dude, you know, because we're fit, and, and mm. if, if I ever go training with someone who's, you know, not in our world, 
they're having a horrible experience the whole time because all they're thinking is he thinks I'm slow yeah. and, and so they put all this pressure on themselves and I find that really frustrating because like oh, I go for a run with Joe when we first you know we don't run together that much to be honest but the first few times we did go running together I, I, I really had to tell her look babe I'm not worried about your speed I'm, I'm, yeah. I want to run with you and so because I'm going to run with you I'm going to run at your pace so you need to set the pace mm. and I'm quite comfortable to see that mm. and I'm not thinking you're you're slowing me down and I think that's what you find is that you know what you're going through in your head, your father's probably not thinking about it at all. Mm. You know, he's not thinking that you're too slow for him or anything. And, and a lot of the energy, the negative energy that comes with training of someone who's faster than you is is mainly just in the slow person's head. And saying that, you need to communicate clearly with the, your father that, you know what, you are just running a bit too fast for me. So either... I just run with you on your easy runs where you can mm-hmm. run at my pace and I can set the pace mm-hmm. and then or you know we just don't train together really I suppose yeah. or or I'll meet you you know in the long run I'll meet you for half an hour and do you know a midsection so you're going at a slower pace but you're trying to find a way where you can make it work because I think that as an athlete who's, who's generally better than the average Joe if I go training with the average Joe I'm training at their pace mm-hmm. and so I know this is not going to be a key session for me I'm not going to take an average Joe out on a, on a big interval session or you know a hard session because I know that's not going to help me achieve the objective but I do think you've got to be really clear as, to, as A if you're the faster athlete to be clearly communicate to the slower athlete I'm only worried. I'm only going to run at your pace. You set the pace. Don't feel pressure. And then I can't remember what I was going up to call Raylene and, uh, for a few years ago. And, and we went for a run and we literally got like a cat. The road just started turning around and started crying. She goes, I'm just going too slow. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I wasn't even thinking about that. So, um, and, and then if you're the, the slow athlete, just to communicate, you know, this is a bit fast and find, find that happy medium. And that's, a, that's where the tools come in really good. You say, right. I'm going running and I'm running at five minute k's. So if you've got a GPS, you just say we're running at five minute k's, and then the, the, there isn't any confusion. At the same time, for the faster athlete, um, I'm pretty selfish when I go out training. I, I say, right, I'm, I'm riding. Just in training? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out and I'm riding, and this is what I'm doing. And uh, and you know, I don't tend to to wait too much. I basically say this is you know this is what I'm doing, and you can if you if, if you if you if you want to attack off the front, that's absolutely fine. I've got no problem with you dropping me. Um, but likewise, you know. I've got to write at this pace. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's all about communication. Well, you know, and you're you, you know you're a family man. You, you know, time is important, so you want to make the most of your training. Whereas for some people, the sport is more social. So exactly, we'll wrap up those questions there. But we'll go to the next ones. We'll go. We'll do these other questions. Oh, I do have to just say one thing. Good old um, what was his name? The hell is that? Oh, somebody's oh, taking it's me the rubbish bins. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it gets you mad hey, every time. Um, there's a book coming out that's been sent to us, but I haven't given it to John yet. But I'll get it to you eventually. Oh, it's a fantastic book. Well, it's called um, "You Are an Iron Man: How Six Weekend Warriors Chased Their Dream of Finishing the World's Toughest Triathlon." Now, how do you say that name, John? I can never get it. It's Steinberg, but Jacques, Jacques, Jacques Steinberg, and uh, he's written a, a New York what's the Times bestseller before. Right, yeah, and, and I don't know if it was on this subject, but he's doing it on um, this book, and it's coming up this week. And they've sent us a copy to read, and uh, actually, I told them we we're reading it. We're not. Joe's reading it right. first, and you can read it after her. Okay, I don't. Uh, I'm in the queue. You're in the queue. She's enjoying it, but she's saying it's really good. Good, and I think you know it could be a good read. So we'll put a link to that on the show notes. But they're willing to give away a free copy, John. Okay, you going to sort and, that one out? Well, no, they're willing to do all the work. Oh, okay. We so like we that. just have to come up with someone. So what's maybe next week's best discussion answer? Yep. What was the discussion again? Um, with a, somebody who sets a bike course record who's a cyclist. or a Yeah, okay. So if you want to win, you are an Ironman. How six weekend warriors chase their dream of finishing the world's toughest triathlon by Jacques Steinberg. Nice. Um, then you can 
put a discussion in this week and next week we'll choose the best discussion answer and all we have to do is email this guy and he's going to send it out to you there you go so it's a win-win there you go check 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 it out anything else we need to quickly comment on no okay John what's uh, quickly sponsors coffeesofwire.com um, like him athlinks.com um, rival them and extreme endurance use them there you go love your work okay John Bo what's yours um, you must admit you're shaving. You must say, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, just, can you feel okay, it? On that, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just helping out. Okay. It's like when you're out for dinner and someone's got something in the teeth. Do you tell them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Generally, I mean, if it's Melinda, I would. Well, would you tell someone else? I'd, I'd let you suffer out there. I just, oh. I just put you out there to dry. I always tell. Nice. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You know, because you could that be walking. No, that nose of yours is going to be bright red. It's going to be in <laughs> the red nose rain. I've been sick and I was sniffly ears, man. And uh, yeah, anyway. Anyway, rugby Bevan we need to know what happened to the rugby I didn't see you get on TV I only watched the second half no middle of our TV if it was a bit poor we made this brilliant sign and mm. we um, bring back Buck and then we crossed that Buck and we put Maradona and we yep. put I Am Talk on it nice but the problem was the sign was so big that we couldn't really put it up because it blocked out everyone behind us right yeah so we kind of at the end of the game we stood up and we just stood up and headed out for a while yeah and uh, and that that was an okay, you know, but I don't think we got on TV. It looked great on TV, the experience. The game was woeful. Okay, wait a second. So look at this. Porno and it's made lewd. Amazing tops and they are phenomenal. And they're handmade and they're phenomenal, John. They're what, sorry? Phenomenal. 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 <laughs> nice. <laughs> Looking good. It looked like a great atmosphere down there. Yeah, I'll put the photo on the website. But um, what was I going to say? We had a bit of technical error that you probably heard that. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was it's like... Being in Christchurch right now, we may have talked about this last week, you, you kind of don't feel as much of a part of the cup, mm. you know, like you don't walk around town and everyone's, and it was cool to go down and hang out and just, you know, there is a wicked energy around the country and, mm. and you know, like the game wasn't the best game, the problems are pretty bloody. The, the it's because they've got black, they're wearing black, that's the problem. Do you problem. know what the problem is? They kick the ball away all the time. Like mm. the problem was, and they actually did it a bit too much as well, was that, the Poms, when the Poms ran, their back line's bloody awesome. And they had a couple of times they ran it and they broke the line. And, and mm. they, But most of the time, they just kick for position. And it's like, trust your backs. I've got this amazing centre. And yeah, so you kind of just, it was a bit tedious to watch. But you know, I think it's just English rugby. Yeah, <laughs> I know you're listening to your Poms. they're all wearing black. It's, that's their problem. They're not going to go far on this one. And their numbers were falling off too. It was, yeah, a, dis- yeah. it was a disgrace. Yeah, there was a disgrace for the numbers. But you know what? It was good fun. And, and we had lots of poms around us and lots of RGs. And, and the atmosphere was like good banter. Everyone was giving each other a bit of shit. But it was all, all in lighthearted fun. And it, yeah, no, it was good times. And then we went into town afterwards. And it was a big night. Got home about 3.30. Nice. And you got your run this weekend? Yeah. Is it this weekend? Yeah. I bet cold clears up. I'm looking for a big performance. Yeah, I'm not having a big performance. No. I'm just doing it. If I, nice. if I could pull off a, a win, I'll be happy, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've been sick and I haven't really ran for the last three days. I'm going to do a light run today, hopefully. And nice. If Dang. I can, I don't even know if I can fit that in. But yeah. I don't know. I'll just, I'll just, you know, it's an experience. If I, this, from here forward, maybe look at the Melbourne Marathon. So. Nice. Um, and uh, what else happened? Anything funny? One of the guys, one thing that was funny was, because mm. we got home, about, we stayed about 30 minutes out of town in this kind mm. of, um, farm right. and we're on there yeah and we're on they had like a yeah. damn cows wouldn't settle damn down cows the effluent but um, we're in this farm and we had like a sleep out and we're all sleeping in the sleep out and, and about, about eight in the morning it's a big thump like a big smash like something had broken and, but I was too tired and I just thought the door would slam and then again smash and then the third time the smash and, and I just went back to sleep but a guy just kept fainting 
He just he was going to the toilet. He fainted and smashed through the door, and then he was walking back out, fainted again, and then he walked to his bedroom and fainted and crashed on one of the other guys. And, and he wasn't like it wasn't because they didn't get that drunk. It wasn't like it was a hangover. So mm. He just kept fainting. Eh? So that was very entertaining. Well, I um, said to Belinda, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, on Sunday. I said, right, I'm going alcohol free this week, Belinda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going alcohol free. Oh, you've been drinking too much. Well, we drink a bit. We drink regularly. We don't drink much. We just drink. Regularly, why, why? What made you want to go alcohol free? Well, we're going to be away next week, and I know I'll be drinking every night, so uh, I figured we're going to have okay, a week, a week, week of peace, a week off, and uh, I lasted one day. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, you're a bit, you're a bit addicted, mate. You want a bit of a talk? <laughs> no, twelve the, steps, mate. Twelve steps. Well, the reason I, I think I've got a legitimate reason for having a drink. Whatever. You may recall some time ago, I think I did a high five on the snip. Oh no! What's happened? The snip didn't bloody work. <gasps> Is she pregnant? No. Oh, how do you know it didn't work then? Well, they've got their, their tests that they do. Oh, so you're going to get the snip again. <laughs> <Got to get. laughs> how often does that happen? I am in a very small minority. Well, you must have some good swimmers, mate. That's what they said. Those, that's what they said. I said, well, can we wait a little bit longer? He said, Did you you've got a lot of swimmers in there. You're lucky she didn't get pregnant. Well, she's still on contraception, so it's like... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you're, you're the snip. Yeah, you got to you got to wait till all the tests until you're clear. Oh, lucky you listened. Yes. Wow, that's out of it. So when do you go for the slip again? Got to get my chop. Yeah, they literally they, they cut these tubes and they cut a bit out, and the bastards have grown back together. Really? So the tubes have grown back together? Yeah. I thought, I thought they tied them and did the ink. I don't know what. Whatever they did, it hasn't bloody worked. Jeez. So when do you hear that news? I'm going to the pub. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta so go back to wearing undies for a week. And when, when do you, when do you get slip again? Well, that's it's, a, it's an inconvenience more than anything. Oh, the inconvenience. Inconvenience. I'm gonna have to wait till after the, the selection race in Auckland, and then oh. I'll get done. And how long do you incredibly frustrated? How long are you off the bike for? Oh, about ten days. Oh, John, that, that, I've never heard of that before. No, nor have I. Surely, surely. <laughs> I need a prize for that. I want a certificate. <laughs> Somebody make me a certificate and email it to me. Okay, someone make, make John a certificate. For, yes. we'll, we'll do an announcement. Don't do it before Kona. Oh, when's your race? No, November. Oh, good, because we've got the... Because then oh. if I beat you, you'll go, oh, the, the snip around it. <laughs> the so anyway. will snip. Well, how are the guarantees going to work next time? Do you have much faith in them? I'm, I'm, I'm still shocked, Bevan. Oh, anyway. Yeah, I'm just you, oh, lucky you didn't get pregnant. Lucky you didn't go, oh, he's, he's had it done. It always works out. Yeah. You know, oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. And then you were back it up, babe. What, what's been happening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, I know you've got to crack on, Bevan. Okay. So we'll kind of, the, the kind of build up is going to start really now. We've got to do some more nicknames next week and we've got to get really started. Oh, really? It's on. The, did I tell you someone sent the cash? I did tell you that, eh? Yep. I've got that here. I should give it to you. Yeah. Uh, yep. So the, the kind of build up is really starting. So I hope everybody's training. The kind of is going well. And we'll see you guys over there. You guys rock. We'll be seeing you guys soon. We'll see you next week. I'm Russ. I'm Indo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia ka.